Welcome to day 256 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Camp here with uh, Cindy Camp and uh, with Matthew Kresge. We continue in the Gospel of Matthew. And uh, you know, we've pointed out in many of the Gospels, or all the Gospels, they're turned toward Jerusalem. And you see an intensification of both Jesus' call to the disciples, where his demands you know, become you know, far more richer, far more, you know, far more strong. Uh, and yet those who have ears to hear realize that he is the great treasure and, and pursue him. And then, of course, you hear you know, the Pharisees you know, turning away from him and the conflict, the conflict mounts. So we have kind of a, a raising of the tension here in Matthew chapter 15. Uh, but before we uh, read Matthew chapter 15, let's offer ourselves to the Lord. Cindy, do you mind lifting us up? No. Father, thank you for um, this time, this time in your word. Father, we just ask that um, you be our guide. You know, your spirit would teach us the things that we um, so desperately need. And Father, that uh, we thank you for your incredible faithfulness to us. We thank you for um, this this book filled with your um, with you, with truths of you, Father, with everything about you. And so, just teach us. And we do pray that you would open our hearts and our eyes and our and our minds, Lord. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Matthew chapter 15. And then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. Jesus replied, And why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is devoted to God, they are not to honor their father or mother with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. Then disciples came to him and asked, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? He replied, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Leave them. They are blind guides. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. Peter said, Explain the parable to us. Are you still so dull, Jesus asked them. Don't you see that whatever enters a mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body, but the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them? For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon, Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him, Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. 
Then he went up on the mountainside and sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. People were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled made well, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They've already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry, or they may collapse on the way. The disciple answered, Where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed such a crowd? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied, and a few small fish. He told the crowd to sit on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, and when he had given thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples, and they in turn to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was 4,000 men, besides women and children. After Jesus sent the crowd away, he got into the boat and went into the city, the vicinity of Magadan. That was it. I was about to go ahead and read chapter 16 <laughs> as well. Yeah, there's so much. Uh, getting caught up, you know, getting caught up in the in the narrative. So here is the second, you know, feeding, you know, the second, you know, feeding miracle. Uh, in this one, you know, in the first one, the disciples, you know, gather the leftovers. In other words, God's supply is more than enough, mm-hmm. and they have twelve basketfuls, not only one for each of them, but one for each of the tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. And in this sense, they have seven basketfuls, and of course, that would be a number that would be very important to them as well, because of the days of creation or the completeness of creation, which means you know the fullness, you know, in the Old Testament, and of course, entering into entering into the rest and the glory of God's creation. So they're seeing the completeness uh, of number seven, which mm-hmm. also you know, also would give to them the image of that God's supply is not just adequate for the moment, but more than adequate mm-hmm. you know, for the moment yeah. you know, as, as, we stu- as we study this. Yeah. yeah, I remember reading this story in Mark and, and just kind of looking at you know, some of the Greek, and, and I remember one of the things that was interesting, and I don't know if Matthew does this, but you know, it's those baskets that he uses the Greek word there is not for just a small little basket. It's for a, a no, massive basket, right. it's like one that you you know right. would let like Paul would be let down from the wall in. You know, yeah, just, no. And so we tend to think of like well, just seven baskets. You know, maybe we think of like a little Easter basket or something small. I mean, this would have been not, a not at all a, a, a good point. It, it would have mm. actually. Uh, these uh, would have actually been, you know, close to. I don't even know if we use this word anymore, but to a you know bushel-sized basket. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anybody know what that is mm-hmm. out there? But it, it would be, you know, <laughs> it would be. A lot. Basket, you know, if yeah. you, you know, if you have, you, if you have, uh, you know, two or three small kids in your house, all three of them could fit in it, you know, and yeah. just kind of play around hmm. in it. So this is a big quantity, you know, a big quantity of food, mm-hmm. and. Um, of course, that may lead some of us to think, well, Jesus, you're being kind of wasteful. But God's grace is more than abundant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you see that. He got his point across at least. And then of course yeah. you, you begin with this, you know, confrontation, you know, with the Pharisees. This <laughs> sounds, you know, so silly. Your disciples are not washing their hands. And, and of course, in the time of COVID, that would have been important, but this is not a time of COVID. <laughs> and uh, so your disciples are not washing your hands as the tradition. You know, of the elders goes, how come you don't listen to the traditions that have been passed down by our people? And Jesus, of course, comes back and said, how come the traditions have become bigger to you than the heart of God? Mm -hmm. And you can easily set aside things that God says in order to honor your traditions Mm -hmm. and to honor your legalisms and your your man-made rules. Mm -hmm. And how often, I mean, do we do that? Like, 
you know, it, it's not that those traditions are in and of themselves, you know, bad traditions. And a lot of them, they were built off of, you know, a, a hope to honor the word of the Lord or keep mm-hmm. the word of the Lord. But they, in, in keeping those traditions, they lost sight of what they were built upon. And I just wonder how many times in, in my own life, you know, do I, do I, I honor the tradition and forget? Yeah, I mean, even for us, I, you know, we come out mm-hmm. of a, a Reformation movement and, you know, we enjoy theology and those sort of things. And, and if we're not careful, you can almost, I've seen, I've seen it, you know, yeah. where people, they, they honor the, the Reformation right, and forget and what it was built upon. You honor your, you, you honor your theology, but you've set aside the command of God in mm-hmm. so many, you know, simple and so many profound ways, you know, that uh, we, uh, we get engaged with the lofty thoughts, you know, that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of tickle our fancy and you know, entertain us. And we forget the call of Scripture, you know, to be a people faithful and loving God and loving, mm-hmm. you know, loving neighbor in very practical ways. And, and, and I would imagine there can be some good in tradition if it if it causes you to remember and mm-hmm. to worship. But in this case, it was to build them up in their pride and, and just a sense of legalism and it, yeah, it, 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 it had grown into that. There's yeah. you know, there's no doubt. And so Jesus, you know, says to them, uh, you know. Uh, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Mm-hmm. Their teachings are merely, you know, human rules. Mm-hmm. And what a sad place to be where we talk about God a lot, but we don't mm-hmm. reflect God's heart and character, mm-hmm. whether we, we go through the motions of worshiping, you know, God, but we're really just, you know, jumping through a few hoops and checking off a few, you know, boxes rather than a, Offering ourselves fully to Him and being transformed, you know, by Him. Yeah, I mean, it makes me think of you know, reading that book where prayer becomes real, and he talks about our mm-hmm. devotional lives are actually kind of the the battleground of our rebellion, you know. And mm-hmm. if we're not careful, we can use even those things, those good means that God's given us, like reading His Word and prayer, yeah. you know, a, as means mm-hmm. to really just keep God at bay or to control Him or manipulate Him or mm-hmm. you know get what we want from Him. And and in doing so, we actually find our hearts are far from the Lord, and mm-hmm. and we're utilizing tradition, you know, to never ha- actually have to deal with our own hearts. You know, uh, it makes me think of when you've often said, you know, jumping through the hoops or you're checking off the boxes. Those are just the things that you're doing because you. I don't even know if you think that they're pleasing God, but if, at the very most, they're appeasing something in you. Yeah. You know, as far as well, maybe God will accept me. I yeah. Do these no, there. You know, it, it, usually we start off well. We do these things because we want to know God, and mm-hmm. usually we end up poorly. We do these things just because they're things to be done, right. and we lose. You know, we lose sight of them. Mm-hmm. And of course, he makes a very important point here. You know, in, in the Old Testament, you know, they were taught about clean and unclean foods, mm-hmm. in, in order just to have a picture of what what it means to be wholly devoted to God and you know, body, soul, and spirit, and to be, you know, to be a pure people. Mm-hmm. But again. You know, having the right kind of diet is not what makes you pure. Mm-hmm. Jesus said there's something a little bit more revealing than that. Mm-hmm. It's not what goes into your mouth. And what a beautiful rabbinical turn of a phrase. Mm-hmm. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. It's what comes out of your mouth. Listen to the things you're saying. Mm-hmm. And, and listen to the things that you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And listen to those things when you think, you know, your guard is down and nobody else is around. Th- those are telling. You know, they, they reveal, you know, something deep. That's wrong, you know, with your heart. And of course, he said every major sin that we can think of—that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so, you know, the Proverbs tell us above all, mm-hmm. you know, guard your heart because it's a wellspring of your, your, your life. Mm-hmm. And so you just, you know, murder starts there, adultery starts there, sexual immorality, theft, all of these are formed in the heart before they're actually uh, carried out. Mm-hmm. And in 12, the disciples came to him and said, oh, do you realize you just offended the Pharisees? <laughs> They're offended. <laughs> and then I love it. Jesus responds, uh, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. So it's just no, they're, they're how <laughs> more clear could you be? Yeah. Yeah. My goodness, Jesus. I know. <laughs> oh, how dare you say that? You've offended yeah. them. And then, yeah, the, that response was good. And, uh, you know, the gospel will you know, both comfort and offend. Yes. And uh, yeah. there, there'll be times when we see it and it, mm-hmm. it's offensive to us because it finds us in a place where uh, where our idolatries are firmly set. It finds us in a place where we're more comfortable in our sin than we are in the gift of righteousness that we have in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are important. And then you have to uh, love the way Matthew frames um you know, frames you know the Canaanite you know woman. Yeah. You know, where you know in verse twenty six it said it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dog. She says, "Yes, it is." Yeah, <laughs> I love that. What yeah. a great response! Wow. Well, yeah, safe. it yeah. is uh-huh. because even even dogs in a, in a major household receive you know the good things that fall from the table, and and Jesus mm-hmm. and his sister, yeah. Your faith is your faith is yeah. great, and again, this is another one of the things I think you pointed out a couple of days ago. We find surprising, you know, surprising uh, acceptance and receptance to the gospel, you know, in, 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 in places where you know we wouldn't expect it, and we find rejection of the gospel yeah. in places where we would expect it. And I was going to say, as a Gentile woman. She even called him Lord, Son of David. Yeah, so yeah. I was it, like, oh my so, gosh. So already her faith is greater yes. than yeah. the faith of Israel. Exactly. She recognizes, yeah. you know, uh, the word Lord. I'm not sure what it meant in her lips if it was coming, you know, from the lips, you know, if someone was part of the nation of Israel or was mm-hmm. versed in the teaching of Israel, it would have had a divine, you know, ring to it. Mm-hmm. But Son of David. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole idea that you are the greater David or the coming king through whom which uh, God will usher in a new age of blessing and prosperity. And uh, so already, even before she said, yes, it is, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, her faith is greater than the faith of, you know, the faith of Israel. Yeah. Well, and I love to, I, I mean, I don't know if Matthew placed it this way, but, you know, she says, you know, even, even the dogs get to eat the bread that falls from the table. And right after this, Jesus goes, you know, he's done the 5,000 in Jewish territory, but now you have the 4,000 in Gentile territory where they're receiving the bread, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just the same thing that's come for the people, you know, the Jewish people has now come to the Gentiles. And, and so I just love that place of she's you know it's almost this woman kind of setting the tone for what's about to happen saying man mm-hmm. even we get to share and in, in the crumbs that fall mm-hmm. and that's good for us no doubt and mm-hmm. that's a fantastic link matt but you do have that you know you do have that bridge and we pointed out how the feeding of the five thousand you know followed with jesus you know uh conquering a chaotic water you know have overtones of the exodus and mm-hmm. the wilderness wandering and, and so here you find those same overtones extended to the gentiles there is an exodus for you as well there is a salvation for mm-hmm. you as well there is a god who cares mm-hmm. deeply for you as well a god who has you know compassion and and you find out you know that you find out that uh, it seems like 
you know, as you read the passage, you find out they've been there for three days. Yeah. You know, not only being healed, but you know, hanging on his teaching, mm-hmm. and uh, hanging on every word. So it's it's been kind of a, a fun thing. All right, we've come you know, as we usually do to the end of the end of our fun for the moment. But what a rich you know, section of scripture, mm-hmm. uh, Matt. You mind closing us in prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we we trust in you. Uh, we're thankful for. Um, these passages that, that remind us of um, of the necessity of your word, that, that your word exposes our hearts, that it's not simply what we desire, it's not simply our tradition, but um, what comes out of our mouths and what comes out of our desires is, or what our desires are longing for are from our heart, um, that, that Father, our heart often longs for things that are, that are not of you, um, that are not you. And, and so, Father, would you be gracious to turn us back, um, to give us a, a greater faith in you, to, um, to walk with you, to, to enjoy you, to worship you. Uh, God, thank you for these passages that remind us of the great salvation that we have in Christ Jesus. Would you set our hope on him uh, this week? We love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.